the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Al Fadi, and if you're tuning in, you are listening to Let Us Reason and another episode in this new series about the biblical view on politics. And uh, in the past few episodes, we gave an overview about the teaching of the Bible concerning government and authority, and Romans 13 made it clear that no government except the government that is established by God. There is no government except that every government established by God. Basically, all governmental authorities are institutions established by God himself, regardless of how you feel about that particular government, because God has his purposes for his people and for the lost and for the country and for those governments as well. And he wisely uses anyone to accomplish his purposes. And the uh, chief purpose of governments is to be a servant of God against the evildoers. Now, we've also been exposed to a number of views concerning government. We dealt, uh, uh, two episodes ago, we dealt with the view that government should compel religion, meaning, uh, does the Bible really teach that the government have the authority to force people to follow, follow a particular religion? And of course, we demonstrated that that's not the teaching of the Bible. Last week's view had to do with this. Government should exclude religion Religion should have nothing whatsoever to do with government or no one who is religious should have any position in government. And uh, that view was so absurd to the point that if you really want to follow a view like that, you should really hire atheists all the time, even though atheism is a religion in and of itself. And then today we're going to talk about another view. This view says all governments are evil and demonic or government is evil and demonic. In other words, you know, run for your life if you're a Christian. You know, don't deal with government. They're evil. They're the agent of the devil. I mean, how do you see how ridiculous that argument is? I mean, it, it flies in the face of Romans 13 already when it says that government is a servant of the Lord. Are you calling the Lord to be the devil? Far be it from us, of course, as believers to make such a false claim. And the reason... Uh, I mean, those who are behind such faulty view are usually pacifist. They do not like war. They do not like military, military power. Now, I'm not promoting uh, waging war on people just out of nowhere. 
Uh, no one is saying that we have the authority just to go and attack countries. That's not what this is all about, by the way. In fact, they get their support from Luke 4, verses 5 to 7, and it reads, And the devil took him up. This is during the wilderness temptation for our Lord, right after his baptism. And it says that the devil came to him in the wilderness, and the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, To you, I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And the supporter of uh, supporters of this view that government is evil and demonic will say, see, Jesus never really disputed the claim that the devil made. He never says, oh, no, you don't have any authority over these governments. These are not yours. Jesus acknowledged, they will tell you this, Jesus acknowledged that the devil has the power behind these government authority. Therefore, our conclusion is that government is demonic and the devil is the one who controls it. So that's the argument that will be used by those who adhere to such view. The mistake, unfortunately, here is made by taking things out of context. Remember, the Bible has to be read in context. You cannot pick and choose and take one verse and then build an entire doctrine and theology around it and ignore other parts. So what do we do then with Jesus' teachings about the devil? Here is what Jesus told the Pharisees, the religious authorities in John 8, 44. He says, you, meaning you, religious people, authority, religious authority in my day, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Did you catch this? He is a liar and the father of lies. So can one say that when the devil said this to Jesus about giving him these kingdoms, that he was lying? Is there anything that says that he wasn't lying? The Lord himself declared him to be a liar. And Jesus wasn't focused on kingdoms and, uh, and governments. He was giving this to Christ. He said, I give it to you, basically. That's not what Jesus came to do. In fact, his kingdom is not of this world. And he has a mission first to save people, not from physical oppression and occupations, as the Jews assumed, as the disciples were hoping for. Rather, he came to set the captives, the sinful captives free of the bondage of Satan himself. So the notion that Satan rules earthly kingdoms is actually in contrast with other clear biblical passages. In Daniel chapter 4, verse 17, we read, The sentence is by the decree of the watchers, the decision by the word of the holy ones to the end that the living may know that the most high, the most high God 
the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will and sets over it the lowliest of men. Do you catch this? In the book of Daniel, Daniel was telling Nebuchadnezzar that it is the Most High God, Yahweh, who rules the kingdom of men. Not the kingdom of man, the kingdom of men. All kingdoms it are under his authority. He is the one who appoints kings and appoints princes and appoints governments and appoints uh, presidents and everything. He is the one who is over all of them. So to say that Satan is over the governments of the world have that ultimate authority is a fly in the face of what the Bible actually teaches. Romans 13, we'll revisit it one more time. Romans 13 verses 1 to 6 reads the following. Let every person, notice every person, be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. Notice, there is no authority except, I didn't say there are some authorities from God. There is no authority except from God. Every single government authority is given and granted by God himself. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Any government that exists today, existed in the past, will exist in the future, is instituted by God. I don't read the devil here at all. Continuing on. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. So, if you're a passive out there, I want you to think clearly about what this is saying. When you resist the work of the government against evildoers, and we're talking about justice here, we're not talking about injustice, unjust actions. We're talking about just acts, not unjust acts. We're not talking about people forcing others to leave their religion or persecuting those for religious liberty. We're not talking about believers bowing down to the demands of governments that wants them not to worship God. That's not what we're about. We do not do the will of man, but the will of God. We serve God and him alone. We know that. But we're not talking also about the fact that if there are injustices taking place in other parts of the world, not necessarily internally, I don't see any problem with us loving our neighbors and going to rescue those who have suffered. Now, if you think pure politics, you are going to get your mind clutter, uh, clutters, basically, uh, cluttered, I should say, with all kind of uh, thinkings and all kind of distractions. Keep it theological. Does God allow governments to go after evildoers? And the answer is yes. Is God the one who appoints governments? And the answer is yes. Is he the one who instituted them? The answer is yes. He established them. That's what it's saying. The answer is yes. Does that apply to all government or some government? All government. All government in the history of mankind, past, present, and future. They are all instituted by God. Continuing on. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct. If you're doing good, you don't have to worry. The government should not really persecute you, uh, persecute you or in this case, um, 
have judgment against you uh, if you're doing good, but to bad, meaning the government role is to go after bad acts, evil doers act. Continuing on, would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? In other words, the government is in authority, but really it's God who is over the government. Then do what is good and you will receive his approval for he is God's servant. Notice the governor, the government, the authority are God's servant for your good, for your good. So when, when the U.S. went and fought ISIS, an evil, evil, basically, uh, group, they did it for your good. God used the U.S. government for the good of its people and the good of the world, actually. These were evil doers who were inflicting harm and terrorizing people all over the world. So who's going to stand up for them? God stood up to them using the U.S. and coalition to go after them. Of course, we should support these kind of things. Otherwise, what do you want to do? You want to sit down and hunker down and let evil people like ISIS to come after you, after your family, after everybody, terrorizing everything? No, of course not. Of course not. If God wanted this, then go ahead and throw the book of Joshua out if you want. Because it seems to me that you're not believing that God allowed Joshua to go after evildoers who harmed the um, uh, you know, uh, uh, children and other things like that. Uh, you're apparently not in favor of Abraham basically going, waging war against kings to rescue his uh, uh, basically nephew and to bring back what they stole. Genesis 14. Apparently, you are not actually in favor of that. Incidentally, uh, you know, Melchizedek shows up there and blesses Abraham. Wow, what a coincidence. Blesses him right after he returns back from waging war. Does that tell you something? You know, so we have to keep that in check, folks. Continuing on, reading in Romans 13, verses 1 to 6. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. So I'm speaking to those who wants to defund police, by the way. Well, best of luck for you, because you're going against what the Bible says. You defund authority. You defund those who are going after evildoers. All you're doing is you're opening the door wide open for evil to come through your door and terrorize you. Don't go complaining and don't say 911. People are not answering. Okay? As it happened a couple of times in Portland and in Seattle. What a ridiculous argument, actually, by those who are completely out of touch with reality. The Minnesota City Council was complaining about the rise in crimes, yet a couple of months earlier, they defunded the police. Gee, man, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out, by the way. I hate to bring politics into my talk usually, but it's so frustrating how naive people are and so frustrating how believers are silent sometimes on not stepping up to the plate to at least make reference to these ridiculous arguments and these moves that are completely naive. And all they do is they support evil over good, sadly. Continuing on. For he is the servant of God. Once again, the governor, the government, the authority are a servant of God. An avenger, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoers. Folks, I don't wish harm on anybody. But if something will hit your family, 
will touch your life. Someone, God forbid, you know, harms one of your own members. Don't you expect justice to be instituted? How are you going to do it? God says, don't go and do it yourself. That's why I have authority in place to do that on your behalf because they are my servant. You see how it works? God doesn't want us to run around killing people. I want to run around avenging for ourselves, run around and seeking, uh, you know, um, uh, basically our own justice. Uh, God doesn't want us to do something like this. God wants us to rely on the authority that he have instituted in place. We're not vigilante, by the way. We are obedience and submitters to the will of God under the government that he instituted. First Peter 2, 13 and 14 says, be subject for the Lord's sake. Notice, for the Lord's sake, you're doing this subjection and submission to governments. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. Every human. Folks, pay attention to the phrase, every human institution. Not just any, not just some, every human institution. Of course, if there is anything that goes against the biblical teaching, we do not honor man. We do not submit to man against God. We're not saying that. But we need to also understand that God puts governments in place to bring about peace and harmony everywhere. Be, basically, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. The emperor that Peter was talking about was a Roman emperor who didn't even know Yahweh, by the way. Okay, so keep that in mind. So civil governments are established then to punish those who do evil. They are established to punish those who do evil. But Satan is the one who encourages evil. Civil governments are established to praise those who do good. But Satan discourages and attacks those who do good. Now, some of the proponent you know, of this idea that government is evil, will say, but where did Jesus ever teach us to use force? Now, how many times you've heard it, you know, he says, you know, turn the other cheek and, and have people just beat you up and down, right? Yeah, you've heard this before many times. Yeah, sure. I'm going to sit down and have people come and loot my house, kill my, uh, you know, uh, attack me and my children and my wife, and I'm just going to sit around and do nothing, basically. Oh, <laughs> praise the Lord, you know, who asked me to sit down and do nothing and turn the other cheek. I don't think so. I don't think so, you know. I do not think so. By the time they make it into my home, I have every right that is established to me by God to defend my family. I have to stand up for what is good, what is right. And that's where government is handy. Yes, I need to call the authorities to come and rescue us, to help us. But I'm not going to sit around. I'm not going to say, oh, hey, guys, wait just five minutes, you know. Uh, the police will be here in five minutes. Could you please hold on? No. No, of course not. I'm going to try to protect my family. Of course I will. You know, that God doesn't want me to sit around like a naive, uh, you know, uh, person doing nothing. Why? Why would I sit down and do nothing, basically? Why wouldn't I defend myself and my family? Now, I don't have to be vicious and violent, but all I have to do is just I have a right to protect 
my family. Okay, well, so the idea that Jesus never uh, taught us to use force uh, question basically assumes, technically speaking, a limited canon of the scripture, and it fails to recognize the authority of the whole Bible and the authority of God, the author of the Bible. If we remove Genesis 9, verses 5 to 6, where it instituted capital punishment, if we remove the book of Exodus all the way to Deuteronomy, if we remove the book of Judges to Second Chronicles, Romans 13, we remove 1 Peter 2, 13 or 14 from the discussion, we will misunderstand what the Bible says about civil government. We're never going to understand what the role of civil government is, by the way. And that's usually what happens. When you take one verse out of context and ignore all these passages that I just referenced, you are going to come up with your own conclusions that are erroneous, wrong, and fly in the face of the teaching of the Bible, the authority of the Word of God, and the canon. The whole Bible comes with the authority of God and Jesus Christ. Our position should be based on the entirety of the Word of God. What does the Word of God teach? We're not saying what this portion teaches. What does this part teach? What does the whole word of God teach? Jesus says, your word is truth. The psalmist says, the entirety of your word is truth. The whole of your word is truth. The sum of your word is truth in Psalm 119. So we need to understand it this way. Now, do we have rights to defend our civil liberties? When, for instance, the American military pursues and kills terrorists, it is working as God's servant for your good, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. I just mentioned the ISIS example, Al-Qaeda, going after bin Laden, whom I, by the way, grew up as a Muslim, looking up to him. Today, I look and I say, wow, imagine if I ended up doing what he was doing and killing innocent life. Wow, September 11. And the preaching that weekend about loving your enemies is what brought me down to my knees to accept Christ as Lord and Savior. We can't discount any of this, but at the same time, this evil has to stop and it will continue to exist in the world for as long as Satan is loose. It will continue. Christians, you know, some will say Christians should, shouldn't even fight to defend their own wives and children or their country. A person conformed to the image of Jesus Christ should not use physical violence against the, an attacker who threatened to kill you, your wife, or children. I mean, these are the kind of absurd arguments sometimes that are raised. Christians should never serve in combat situations in the military. Well, gee, who's going to defend us then if that's the case? Forget it. Why would Paul even talk about the full armor of God and use military language to describe the full armor of God in Ephesians 6, 10 to 18? Please help me understand that. Why would Paul talk about fighting against the spiritual uh, demonic powers to tear them down? Uh, you know, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians 5, he talks about those things. Uh, folks, um, uh, 10, I'm sorry, we have to be very careful with how we interpret the Bible. We cannot interpret according to our emotions. We have to interpret according to the truth. And that's what this whole view is all about. God has established, by the way, both offices, evangelism and the power of government 
to restrain evil. Evangelism to set people free from the bondage of evil and government to punish the evil and evil doers. And we have to defend our brothers and neighbors when they are in danger. Read Nehemiah 4.14 to that extent. And also look at history, how God used nations to stop people like Hitler and also to liberate people from slavery. And the list can go on and on and on. Thank you again for joining us today. Hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, uh, session and hopefully you're enjoying this series. Send us your comments. Email us if you like. Reach out to us through our website, CIRAinternational.com. That's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. Join us also and subscribe to our YouTube channel, CIRA International. Consider to support us in a variety of ways as a Patreon patron on YouTube or also through PayPal and also reach out to us through our website. Until we meet again, have a blessed day.